To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Please stand clear of the doors. For favor, Hello and welcome to Miles from Main Street, your far from Disney podcast. My name is Mikhailo. And I'm Brian. And we're here to talk about Disney World. But especially coping away from Disney. Which we know a lot about being from the Midwest. Here at Miles from Main Street, our preferred travel agency is Magical Vacations by Kimberly. Kimberly is a Disney expert and can handle all of your Disney planning needs. She can also plan Universal and all major cruise lines. Contact Kimberly at Magical Vacations by Kimberly at Yahoo.com. And find her on Facebook and Instagram under Magical Vacations by Kimberly. So today on Miles from Main Street, we are interviewing Paul Botos, who has a very extensive Mickey collection. Paul, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Glad to be here. So, uh... Mickey Mouse, obviously, that's the kind of our center of the whole Disney world. What uh, what got you started with Mickey Mouse? Um, well, way back uh, when I was uh, around seven or eight, I remember I used to uh, go to this theater in uh, in Hamilton, Ontario, and they only showed Disney movies. And before the Disney movies, they always showed the cartoons. And so they would show the little shorts. And so there were a lot of the, most of them were Mickey Mouse type cartoons. And I remember we used to pay on the Monday to go. And the manager, if we paid on the Monday, he'd let us come all week. Because we would just stay and watch the cartoon. And so uh, we uh, we would go to the theater to watch the, the shorts. And I always, you know, I always thought that the Mickey Mouse was this really cool kind of neat character. And um, he was my favorite. And uh, so I, I didn't think much of it. Um, and I, I lived a pretty um, tumultuous kind of lifestyle. I lived on group homes and foster homes as a kid. And then when I got married, uh, my, uh, my wife, she was uh, collecting beanie babies. And so I, uh, I thought, you know, uh, I would take her everywhere to go and find these Beanie Babies from different places, different garage sales or, um, you know, shops and stuff like that. And I remember when we went to this garage sale and I picked up this Mickey Mouse and I, it brought back those memories uh, from when I was a kid uh, you know how fun it was to go to the theater. And, you know, Mickey Mouse was that kind of guy. And I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to collect some of these. And I was in my 20s at the time. And so I, uh, I picked up this plastic PCV Mickey Mouse, whatever. And so I started collecting them. And so we, whenever we went somewhere, you know, I'd always, you know, try to pick out, you know, different things. Uh, and uh, it uh, kind of snowballed. I started collecting cards, so non-sport cards. And so it's, people collect hockey cards and baseball cards and stuff like that. I would collect the Disney cards. And there were Disney cards that went all the way back to the 30s. And so I started collecting cards and, uh, you know, I, so I got involved in that a little bit, uh, in my late twenties. And then, uh, I started collecting other, just little knickknacky things, little plastic Mickey mouses and stuff. And, and there seemed to be quite a few of them, you know, at these garage sales or these antique markets and stuff like this are lots of that kind of stuff around. And so it kind of, you know, gave me something to kind of, uh, you know, 
hang on to and 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 go towards because my wife was collecting these beanie babies and we go all over southern ontario to find you know these beanie babies and and the same genre uh had these mickey mouse stuff that uh, would always show up at these different places and so then i started collecting and then i'd start collecting little pieces of a little collection so i would collect like uh, lunch pails and so i would try and find all the lunch pails i could find or see or um so i do that and then uh, i started collecting plushes and and so i started you know collecting you know different mickey mouse ones or whatever and so i did that for quite a few years and then uh after uh um about i don't know 25 years of doing that, um, I, uh, I was going to sell everything and, you know, and just kind of get rid of it, whatever. And, uh, so I went and talked to my son about it and he was adamant. No, he didn't want me to sell any of it. And I said, well, what do you mean? I wouldn't like, what do you want? What are you going to do with it? He goes, it's, that wasn't it. It was about the fact that both of us had pretty much been doing this our whole lives and his whole life. And, and it was something that really, that we enjoy doing together. And we still do to this day. He's in his, you know, he's in his twenties and we still go out and do this collecting kind of thing, which is kind of cool. And he brought up to me then when I was going to sell it, he said, what if the Disney company got, you know, found out you had all this stuff and, you know, and they got involved and whatever. And lo and behold, in 2015, uh, D23 saw a video of my room and um, asked me about my collection. And next thing you know, they're sending me down to California. And I'd never been to California before. And uh, they did stuff with me and showed me things and did a video of my collection and my first trip down to the California. And, um, and yeah, it just kind of snowballed into this, this amazing attention that I started you know receiving from other people who were also collectors and stuff and people started finding out about me and next thing you know I'm on the internet and lots of people are asking me questions and, and asking me you know what I think of things and what I value stuff and share my story with them and which which I've been doing for the last bunch of years. That's incredible what a story you got there um that uh, it, I was going to ask you about this video and how you got involved with D23. Um, sounds like it was kind of a chance meeting, huh? Yeah. Uh, what happened was uh, the Disney company contacted me at work actually. And, and I thought, I, I thought somebody was screwing around with me and, you know, just trying to, you know, <laughs> uh, made me believe that it was the Disney company. But so what had happened was uh, um, I had met this uh, animator, Jeff Shelley, at um, at a D twenty at a at a uh, fan expo in Toronto, and he was drawing uh, he was drawing Disney characters, and uh, I didn't have at that time I didn't have it was like 2011 I didn't have a an, an actual Disney artist drawing in my collection, and so uh, I remember I stood in line for two and a half three hours and uh, and you know I got up and I started talking to him and I showed him a tattoo on my arm. Uh, of uh, Runaway Brain, uh, Mickey Mouse caricature, and uh, he drew it right off my arm. And, uh, and he was in awe and said that in all his years, he said he'd never, he'd never drawn from a tattoo to a drawing. He'd done many drawings for a tattoo, but he'd never actually done one the other way around, where mm-hmm. he can, you know, someone who was... Uh, and there's a video of it, of, of him doing that, whatever I'm... My, <laughs> and taking a video of, of him of drawing from my arm mm-hmm. and uh <clears throat> and so 
the the Disney company saw the video and they were doing a biography on him. And they're actually doing this when it started for you campaign or project uh, for D twenty three. And so uh, they wanted to use part of the video. And so on the phone, they're asking me about this. And I said, well, go ahead, use it. It's on the internet. Just go ahead and use it. And they said, no, no, we want to do this officially. And so they sent me release papers and all that kind of stuff. And um, I said, you know, in talking to me, they talked about my collection or how how that came about. And so I I said that, uh, you know, I'll send you a video. So I sent them a video of my room and they right away got back to me and said, look, we want to meet you. And uh, they've asked if I'd ever been to California or Disneyland. I said I'd never been there. And so, uh, so they uh, they proceeded. And I still didn't think this was real. This seemed like one of those timeshare <laughs> kind of, you know, I, you know, I I wasn't sure. And until they started giving me information, like their credit card number and stuff like this over like over the over the internet whatever which i thought was crazy and but they you know it started to become more real and then uh and and you know i said like i could you know bring my son with me whatever and they said yes you know that wasn't a problem whatever and they wanted to film it they wanted to film me coming there they wanted to film me being there and at the parks and then uh, they wanted to film my room i said oh absolutely like you know sure and still it's not really tangible yet to me but it felt like it was uh you know kind of going there getting on the ways of being there and so uh yeah until i was on the plane we flew down there and uh uh, we get there and uh they were they were amazing they they arranged for everything Thing from where we stayed and you know vehicle and everything they arranged everything for us um they met with us the film crew uh, met with us and, and and talked to me about what they wanted to do and where they're going with it and uh i still it didn't seem as big as it as i thought it was gonna be but it became this big thing next thing you know they show up at, you know in the morning pick us up we take us, they take us in the back way, tell us, you know, we can't film things and all that, you know, secrecy kind of stuff going on. I get to see all the, you know, the, the parks getting ready to, to, to work or open. And then, uh, you know, when I get there, I'm at the front gates and there are like, I don't know, 12 or 13 CEOs of the company that want to meet me. And so I'm shaking hands with people and, you know, it's surreal. This has become a very surreal kind of thing. And then uh, I said, uh, you know, look at, here's what I would do. And I emulated how I would go into the park and where I would go from there or whatever. And so from there, they, uh, you know, I go into the parks and they, you know, they kind of walk me around and then they say we had to be somewhere at a certain time. And so um, we're walking through the park and, um, you know, every time I walked up to something, they would lower the, the banners or they would lower the gates for me to go to those areas. I'm the <laughs> only person in them. And so they had taken me to Toontown. So that was the first place they took me. And the parks, it's closed. The gates are closed and everything. And until I get there, they open them up and they won't let anybody in. So I'm the only person in Toontown and they've sealed it off and they're filming me. I'm going to buildings. I go and do things in there. I, you know, I, and the, the ride kind of like things you you can access i mean i have free reign to do anything i want and then uh mickey mouse's house is in there obviously and uh, so they want to arrange for me to meet with mickey mouse at his house and so i arrange that and i go into his house and i can touch anything i can lie in his bed i mean these are all things you can't normally do and, mm-hmm. and they you know they allow me to do these things and I, I, it's surreal 
Oh, this is all very become, you know, overwhelmingly unbelievable. Um, and then I meet up with Mickey Mouse, which was, uh, you know, fascinating, and, you know, fantastic and all that kind of stuff. And I got to show him, I brought the very first Mickey Mouse I ever picked up or that I started my collecting. I got to show Mickey that and, you know, interacted with him, whatever. And, and then, uh, and then we did some interviews and stuff with that, which was really, really cool. And then, uh, then after that was done, they went, uh, we went out of the park and the first ride is the, um, um, uh, it's a small world after all. And so we get there and there's like a thousand people in the line. And this, <laughs> the day they do the filming is the day before the 60th birthday. Mm. And so yeah. there are lots of people in the park. So it's quite, quite full. And I even think they closed the park down because it, uh, it was over full at one time. And, uh, so we get there and, uh, I mean, they're telling people to turn the music off in the section so they can interview me. And so, like, it's just surreal. And people are watching all this happen. And so I, you know, I, you know, they stop the boat ride. They make everyone stop. They put the film crew on the boat. They put us on the boat. Like, it's just overwhelming. And I remember people sitting, you could hear them. Like, who's he? Who's, like, who's, who's that person? How come they're doing that for him or whatever? And I don't know what to see. How do you explain this as you're walking through? You just can't. So I remember I grabbed my son and put my arm around him and said, uh, he's the bass player in the band. That's what I said. <laughs> so, so, I, I mean, I, I just didn't know what to do or say or whatever. Just I just wanted to <laughs> kind of make it up something, whatever. And my son hates being on camera and everything. So, yeah, it was like it was a, a moment for me to kind of, you know, kind of put it in context to some degree. <laughs> um, and so after that ride, they take us over to the Matterhorn. Same thing. Stop the ride. Put us on and do all those things. Uh, they did the same thing at the teacup ride was really interesting. They stopped the ride and people are watching from the outside because it's all open all the way around and people are watching and, you know, they're filming inside the teacup, outside the teacup. And then and I think I rode the ride three or four times. And then we did the Dumbo ride and did the same thing, you know, and there's like a bit of footage of that, of us riding on the Dumbo ride, whatever it was kind of neat. And now this time it's later in the day and we're tired. And, uh, and so they take us out for lunch and we go to one of the restaurant areas and we do lunch with the film crew and everything, which was really, really nice. Um, and then they took us to the theater. There's a theater there that were showing early Mickey Mouse cartoons. And so they did this whole thing about, you know, me going to the theater and seeing, you know, early, the, you know, Steve Boat Willie and those kind of things. Now that was, that was really nice and very cool. It's on film as well. And then uh, they said, they're going to take a break. We're going to go and walk the park, me and my son by ourselves. Just going to, I mean, they gave us passes to pretty much go anywhere, go any, do anything I wanted. And uh, <clears throat> and we would meet them back again at seven o'clock uh, so that we could, they wanted to film us watching fireworks and, and the parade. And, that. and so uh, they, uh, they came back at seven o'clock and we met with them again. And I'm thinking, there's no place for us. Like this, the park is completely packed and the whole you know it was like normal and it's like i said the day before the 60th birthday so it's there are a lot of people there and i figured you know we're gonna end up on a roof or something somewhere there's no way there's no areas but uh no they have this area near the castle it's all iron rot gated off and it has two trees inside of it and it's kind of open it says right inside there if you don't want to be filmed don't 
stand around here or near here or whatever. And so uh, we were inside there and we were close enough. We could touch the parade. That's how close we were. <laughs> and, you know, the castle was right beside us. And so they proceeded to film us, uh, you know, watching the, the parade and, uh, and, and the castle. It's funny because that was the first time my son had seen the parade, the, the light parade like that. And it was a newer one. And uh, he was blown away, which was really, really, that was very cool to, to watch him, you know, watch that. Uh, and then we saw the fireworks and stuff, and um, and then they uh, um, we decided that's the end of the day for us, whatever. So they drove us back to the hotel and said that we had to get ready in the morning because we had to be uh, in Glendale uh, at the studios, <clears throat> at the Disney Studios, because they had some things that they wanted to do with me at the studio. And we said, Dad, that was fine, whatever. And so we, that was fine. So in the morning, we get up, we drove. And it was really cool because, uh, you know, you're in California, you're driving on this highway and it's four tiers of highway. Like it was like, and I'd never, I mean, I live, I live near Toronto, so I know what a lot of traffic was like, but I'd never seen anything like this. The whole makeup of the highway, whatever, was quite spectacular. Uh, so we get to Glendale and uh, we drive in, me and my son, and to meet the crew and they're not there yet. And uh, so we go and I, I just park somewhere. I'm not really sure where I am, but um, they uh, gave us a really neat uh, guest tags, Disney ones, which I kept, whatever, which were really cool. And um, so we went, we parked in this place and then I went and sat at near this vending machine, you know, and we just sat there and the security shortly came out and, and came over and says, hi, you know, and they were really nice. And, and they said, is that your car over there? I said, yeah. And he goes, you can't park there because the Muppets will come and move your car. <laughs> and so I guess I, I, I parked in the Muppet parking space, whatever. <laughs> and so they told me where to go and park. And there was this big four tier parking lot that by the time I was parking my vehicle, we had to park on the top on the fourth tier. So that's how many people or how big this tier was with, you know, people inside of it. Um, so then we met up with the, with the film crew. And so they wanted to do some stuff at the studios in the archives building with me. Um, um, because I really, my collection, I really relish the older things. Uh, you know, I like the old, you know, thirties, forties, fifties type Disney or Mickey Mouse stuff. And so, uh, so they took me to the archives building and, um, but before we could do the archives building, there's this legends park area where the, uh, the Mickey and uh, Walt uh, partner statue is. There's a, a bronze. It's a full life-size one. They have them in the park, but in the park, there's a moat or something around them. So you can't get close to it. This one, I could go up and touch it. I could like hang off of it. I remember, I think I kissed <laughs> Walt on the cheek and you know what? You could do lots, obviously a lot more. And then the walls around this park area, they have the handprints of all the legends. And so it's like, this is where they do all the legend um uh, people that they, you know, I saw like Phil Collins and anyone who's had anything to do with the Disney mm, yep. parks and, uh, or, you know, Disney at all. They have their handprints in, in bronze. So, so that was really, really cool. And I got to sell the the building that uh, that Snow White built. There was this big, big building and it has all the seven dwarfs holding up the roof, mm -hmm. which looks really cool as an office building. Uh, so we got to see all that, whatever. So then uh, they took me back into the archives building because they arranged for me to actually go into the archives room. And so uh, uh, we walked around the building. It was really cool. They got really neat archives things. But inside the room, um, um, I got to bring my camera. And so they were talking to the guy who's doing the tour with us. And he, and he goes, I don't know what you've done, but um, 
they normally don't let cameras inside here to, for people just to take uh, general pictures. But he says, you're the second person since, and that was July, since January, that had been in the room with the camera. So I thought that that was pretty special. And he goes, I don't know what you did, but you sure made somebody pretty happy or whatever that, you know, told to allow <laughs> that to happen. And so he proceeded to show me things and I showed him and the archives room was really cool. It's got all the books and, you know, old Walt Disney kind of stuff and Mickey Mouse things, whatever. I mean, it brought me to tears at times because, um, you know, it was very uh, like surreal. I was seeing from, you know, from the inside about how it was all being done and made and, 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 you know, I got to like see things that normally people don't. And so we're going to leave the archives area and the, the, the tour guy says, wait a minute, I got something else I want to show you. She goes in the back, comes back out. He brings out this crushed velvet bag and out of it, he pulls an Oscar. He says, this is one of the 30, 32 Oscars that Walt's that Walt won. This is really one of them. And um, he wanted me to hold it. And so in the video, you can see I'm holding it. And like, once again, I'm in kind of in tears, you know, and they're very heavy. They're, I mean, <laughs> they are what they look like. Um, and to actually hold one and, and, you know, after watching for years and years, the, you know, the Oscars and, and Disney and all that kind of stuff, it was very, uh, once again, very surreal to me. It was uh, un like unbelievable. I was doing something that not many people get to do. Mm -hmm. So that was really, really cool. And so we came out of the archives room and I said, look, at, I want to look at the grounds. I'm, you know, I like the buildings and the signage and all that kind of stuff, whatever. And it's funny because the guys that were walking around with me said, you know, we come here every day. Like we don't, we don't think of it that way, but to see, they said to see the look on my face and the way I was acting and reacting with them or whatever. Um, it was, it was amazing to them. They thought that that was like, it was really, really cool. And so they took me anywhere I wanted to go. So I started walking around, you know, the signage that has the, you know, the paint area and all that with Mickey and, and dopey on it, whatever I got to, you know, I got pictures of that and a couple of the other studio things and, you know, just, just, landmarks that you know you, you hear about or seen in books but you know i actually got to go and walk around and they would take me anywhere they would have taken me you know wherever i wanted to go it was really good so then after that they said that we needed to go to the studio the actual studio um to do they, they had me they wanted me to meet with somebody and um and so we drove to the studio the crew and everything and we get to the studio it's very hard to get in i think i had to show my passport actually uh <laughs> to get in there was security at the door it was very controlled and everything and once we got inside it was like a um it's like a uh like a campus like a college campus it was quite beautiful and uh, a lot of people riding bikes and you know doing like it just was very nonchalant kind of you know but there are statues like obviously full-size statues out there that's where uh, they do the legends uh, the game or uh, the uh, the video game, you know, where you put the characters on the thing. Well, they had all these characters. They had uh, um, Mr. Incredible and, you know, um, Jack Sparrow and stuff like that. These big, big characters. And so I got to get my picture taken with all, you know, all of them. And that was really, really cool. They have this huge cafeteria um, where you go in and, like, you know, it, it would seat hundreds of people. And you, you know, sit down, you go up to the commissary and, you know, pick out your lunch and all that kind of stuff. And so they said they want to set up the film crew and I was going to go to the commissary until they were ready. So I just walked around the grounds and did that for a little bit. And then they said uh, they wanted me to meet with somebody special there. Um, I didn't know who it was, but I assumed it was Jeff Shelley, the person who kind of started all this because of the drawing he did for me at Fan Expo. That's what I thought. 
I still believe that Jeff Shelley is just an animator for Disney. I don't know his type. I don't know who he is realistic. You know, I never really researched him. I just, you know, I met him through fan expos and, and drawings and stuff. So then uh, we go and uh, they say they're ready. So they take me inside and they go to Stu's and they said, well, you're here to meet with Jeff Shelley. Jeff Shelley is the supervisor for character development for all of Disney. <laughs> and so, so this is a big person at Disney. Um, I would call him a national treasure uh, to the company. Uh, and uh, and uh, anyway, so they arranged for, for me to meet. My son was starting to get uncomfortable with the camera stuff. He doesn't like talking on camera and all that kind of stuff, whatever. And so he finally went to them and said, look at I because they wanted us both to go in. And my son said, look, at this is about my dad. It's got nothing to do with me realistically. I, you know, I'm really... The director said, that's fine. Not a problem. We'll, you know, you don't have to, we'll just do it with your, with your dad. So that was really cool. So they take me in into Jeff's office. And so now I know who he is. Now I know his position. And, and, and so this is kind of like, oh, this is very surreal. So he shows me all this Mickey Mouse stuff. So his job and responsibility most of the time is he's responsible for signing off anytime Mickey Mouse is used anywhere in the world. So he's the person oh, wow. who actually does the signing off. So he gets four to 600 requests a week to use Mickey Mouse in some kind of fashion. And then he determines whether the Mickey that they presented meets the, the, the criteria. And if it doesn't, then he, he puts his, you know, slight on it or drawing or G changes. And so like things like coach and, and uh, windows and like, you know, all these big companies, would be spending time with him and talking to him and going through all of this stuff. And, um, and so I start to realize I mean, he's, he's much bigger than, or much bigger than, than what I thought as just being an animator with the company. So then he says, look, I want to do some drawings for you. So he starts drawing and he's just, and he's really quick. He's very good at it. And he draws Mickey Mouse for me. He draws a bunch of different Mickey Mouse, which I obviously I have, I have quite a number. I have four framed uh, pictures that he's done for me and i have a number of miscellaneous drawings that he's done you know at the studio there for me whatever which is which is on on video and stuff of like this so he says to me look at let's uh let me can i take you through imagine imagineering <laughs> you can take me anywhere <laughs> like i'm i'm not <laughs> like i don't care you can do anything you want with me i'll go anywhere <laughs> so he takes me out and he starts walking through the building and he takes me in every room pretty much. And, you know, uh, they're all their artists are drawing and, or actually all their artists were in an art class. It was uh, art day, Thursday's art day there or whatever. And so I guess the Disney artists are taught a different discipline than their own um, as an art class so that they can learn other styles and stuff like that. And so he brings me in this room and introduces me to everyone in the room and says, I'm the largest Mickey Mouse collector in the world, which, which I'm not, but, um, you know, that's how he present you. That's how he presents me. And, um, you know, and the people are really, really nice and, you know, kind of want to know about me and what I'm doing and all that kind of stuff. And, and so he, he proceeds to do that. So then he takes me off to, uh, Imagineering and it's a walk. It's a, from his office. It's, like it's you know i don't know two football fields away and so we walk and he takes me to imagineering building and they got all this stuff that you know the imagineers have put together a lot of them are games that are already games but 
with Mickey Mouse slice on them or Disney slice to them or, you know, different drawings and stuff like that. And, you know, different things that you can't normally access and you're not supposed to take pictures, but they allowed me to take pictures of different things, which was very, very nice. There were some bronze statues of Mickey that I took pictures of that you normally wouldn't. And because the next day was the birthday or the anniversary of the 60th birthday anniversary, um, they had all these cupcakes out with Mickey, you know, Disney and stuff like that. So we got to relish in some of that stuff, whatever. And everywhere I went, everybody wants to know who I am. Everybody sees me with Jeff Shelley and they, you know, they obviously it must be somebody important or that's what they <laughs> believe. So then Jeff takes me to uh, this uh, building where it's a, uh, where they're working on uh, um, uh, new movies and, and literature stuff. And it's, it's amazing. And they're showing me video and stuff of, it hasn't even been released. There's the names and the titles of these things haven't even come out yet. And they had storyboards up and stuff. It was just surreal. Like I'm like in this amazing, you know, room of people that are putting together, you know, stuff for Disney that they're going to, they're going to release or, you know, the odds are that something's going to come out around that kind of stuff. So then Jeff says, look, I got to go back to work. And, uh, and so they decide they're going to do a post uh, interview with me about my trip there at the studios. And so there's a fountain there. It's very abstract. It's very beautiful. I've never seen anything like where Mickey's hands and shorts and head and ears and everything are all different places in this huge fountain. And so that we start an interview there and, uh, um, I don't know it takes 45 minutes, an hour or so. Uh, we're doing the post interview stuff. And then Jeff comes out again and he says to me, look at, I want to take you over to this place called uh, this publishing house thing. And I want to show you something. So I said, like, you should take me anywhere, <laughs> literally anywhere. And so he takes me to publishing and I, we go inside and there are a bunch of really cool stuff on the walls, whatever. And this is all anything, any book, or any paper stuff that's done that the Disney company are involved in. Um, that's what this building is responsible for. And uh, he takes me around. He wanted to show me this one room. And it's all glassed in. And it's all, it's a you know, about eight by eight kind of size. And it's all stuff from the 30s and 40s and 50s, all paper stuff and video stuff. And just, it's amazing. It's like, and I'm looking at it through the glass. Jeff says, look, let me go see if I can find the, the supervisor of this department. So he goes and he comes back with Ken Shu, And Ken Shu is the vice president of publishing for Disney. And so he starts talking to me for about five minutes, explaining that the desk in there is uh, uh, Fred Gofferson's desk, who did all of the comic book strip for you know, 40, 50 years. He, he did it. And that was his desk. And that the DNA on that desk was all Mickey Mouse. There was un, like, it was kind of like unbelievable. And there were things in there too. Like the very first print, they had the Minnie Mouse, um, the very first drawing that they submitted for, um, for copyright. The actual drawing was in the room, like actually in, in, in this room. And so after talking to me for about five minutes, Ken says, look, come with me. And so he walks us through another set of doors and you can see all those boxes, the, the archive boxes and stuff on the wall. He walks me around to the back of that room, opens the door and says, you, me, and the curator, the only people have been inside this room. I want you to go in that room and I want you to touch anything you want. And so he opens the door and he points to the Minnie Mouse. He says, you pick that up. That's, that's, that's the, you know, she's only two years old and that's the, that was the second drawing ever of Minnie Mouse. 
um, and I'm holding it in my hands. I'm physically holding this thing in my hands. I'm kind of shaking. Uh, surreal. Once again, you know, I'm in this room. There's all kinds of, you know, um, model templates, Mickey Mouse model templates on the wall and, you know, posters from the 30s. And it's just surreal. This room is surreal. I'm taking pictures and on the, can on the video, you can see me, you know, in this room, just kind of, you know, I'm beside myself. So we come out of the room. And, uh, and, uh, Ken's out there and he's taken a box out and in the box are the, the films, the comic book strips that they did. And he has them in his hands, physically in his hands. And he says, look at, I, you know, I'm not wearing gloves and I want you to hold it. And not, it's not wearing gloves or whatever. I've got strips in my hand that were original. Um, and so then he's pulling out another box and I'm kind of like, I'm in shock. Kind of, I, you know, I'm, I'm touching things that I don't think a lot of people get to do this. And he made reference that he should have gloves on too. And, 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 and hadn't at the time that we were doing this. And so he, he pulls out a, another box and in the box, there was the model sheet from 1967 that the uh, artists would get, because there'd be about a hundred artists drawing Mickey at the same time. And so, so that they were all doing the same drawings. Um, they would have Mickey in different positions and different, um, um, facial expressions and that kind of stuff and so he takes it out of the box and hands it to me and he says this isn't the only one but we think that you should put this in your collection and wow. hands, me the, hands me the model sheet that's awesome and so now i'm crying for real <laughs> because this is this is surreal this is beyond i'm you know so they're handing me something out of the archives box. and so i you know i kind of take it whatever and you know we talk a little bit more and he says look at i got i, I got something special i want to do in my office for you um you know once you come over my office whatever so they put that that uh, model sheet they put it in a plastic template for me so that it, or acrylic so i could carry it around and stuff with me we take that and we go to his office and he has a nice size office and he has this big beautiful painting he's working on and it's full of things boxes and all that kind of stuff so he proceeds to start to look for something in his office and i don't know what he's looking for but he's opening and unlocking drawers and you know and finally he comes up with this little three by five box and he opens it up and he takes out a sheet of paper and there's, it's just clear or there's nothing on it. It's, it's, uh, it's blank. And he takes it out and puts it on and he takes it and he puts it in my hands and he says, this paper, you can't buy it. You, it's, um, it's actually from Italy. It's, um, it's specially made paper uh, to, uh, to coincide with, uh, with items that were done or, uh, in the thirties and forties, it's that kind of paper. He says, it's like currency paper. You can't, you can't, you can't just buy this paper. And so he puts it down and he uh, gets a rubber stamp and he says, this rubber stamp of Mickey Mouse is the exact one on your template. And then he takes another pad of ink and he says, this ink is from 1932. <laughs> the ink really is from 1932. And he proceeds to do the thing and he stamps and he stamps the, uh, the card. And it's Mickey, pie-eyed Mickey kind of, you know, looking, he goes, Mickey's always looking at something. So I'll put a star up here. And then it says, you know, uh, from Ken to Paul, you know, and then the date he puts on it, whatever. And he hands it to me and he says, you take this anywhere in the world, it'll tell you that this was made in 1932. And so I'm That's like, crazy. Uh, this, yeah, like crazy. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> and so, you know, I you know proceed to leave his office and I'm with Jeff and, and I'm talking to him and I said, did you arrange this? And Jeff says, look at, I didn't even know Ken was working today. Like, and you went in that room. He goes, I've never been in that room that you were in. <laughs> and uh, so I just, you know, it kind of, 
once again validated this whole thing that's happening to me um mm-hmm. you know that it was this surreal this unbelievable magic you know that whole they talk about the you know the magic dust the you know the pixie dust and stuff like this that's i mean i felt like that i felt like i had won a lottery like a like a million dollar lottery and this was you know this was the the prize for 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 that um and all because i collected you know because i you know i collected these things and someone saw it and you know said that or thought that you know it would be a good idea to you know to to share that with me um because of you know what i did for all all that time and i never ever thought collecting all those years was going to lead to something like that. Like I never in my wildest dreams, it was never the intention. I collected because I, uh, I liked it. It made me feel good. And that was what it was about. But this just was so unbelievably magical. Cool. So uh, one thing I kind of wanted to, wanted to note is that um, uh, we're both big Disney world fans. Um, I have been to Disneyland once um, and I have to say, I just with uh, what I've saw, what I saw on the video and, and the way you, you talked about your amazing experience um, even, even me just going to Disneyland and, and seeing that kind of history, I kind of feel that same way where like I see Mickey's car and just oh, the yeah. castle and everything. It's just all, um, it just, it really kind of, kind of hits me in my heart. Um, yep. And so I definitely, I feel that, that same way. And it's so cool to, this is kind of why we, we, we talk about this all the time uh, on this podcast about how the reason we did this is because we feel a certain way about Disney and we think other people feel that same way. So it's very cool. To, uh, absolutely. And I've met very, like through this, I've met lots of people who feel this way as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and and just this the history with everything. I I thought that was that that's kind of what struck me when I was in um, Disneyland. Um, yeah, was the history. Um, yeah, I was. Yeah, I felt the same way. I, I mean, I wanted to look at all of the older, like the relicy kind of things, or the mm-hmm. you know the originality to it all, or whatever. All the newer stuff um, doesn't excite me as much. But uh, <laughs> um, you know, there's so much stuff out there that um especially for collectors um to collect and and because of the uh, the facebook i've been able to hook up with people who are like collect the older stuff and so i've been able to dialogue with people about some of the things that i have and some of the stuff that they have and you know we've been sharing that stuff actually there are people who go to disney now and get stuff for me literally Mm, yeah uh, (laughs) someone just just, uh, yesterday two weeks ago somebody went and got a hockey jersey from the epcot center (laughs) um you know a canadian hockey jersey with mickey on it and everything and so there are people who uh the mcdonald's uh have the new uh, uh happy meal um things whatever mm-hmm. somebody got a whole set of that for me and and so <laughs> i've been able to acquire these things because of people you know love my stories and love the things that have happened whatever um you know that was just that, that's just one story i mean i have there are other ones that d23 has done with me as well that are as spectacular if not you know as crazy as as that that's that's awesome yeah yeah i I, in 2017 for mickey's birthday uh d23 arranged for me to go to montreal uh (laughs) 
on the premise that I was going to meet other Disney people to talk about my collection and Mickey Mouse and stuff like this. But when I got there, um, it was Mickey Mouse I was meeting and <laughs> I spent the, I spent the entire day as the ambassador to Canada to Mickey Mouse. And we traveled all over and we went to parks we went to uh, restaurants. We went to, we, I spent, you know, almost 10 hours that day with Mickey Mouse. Wow. And they filmed it. And, and there's a, there's a video of that as well. <laughs> It seems like this is kind of a culmination of your collection. Like you've <laughs> you spent your entire life building this collection and Dizzy contacts you. And I, I've collected in different genres for my entire life. And I feel like that's always been that collector's dream is whatever you're yeah. collecting, you're hoping that that company or whoever yep. created it is going to notice you. Yeah. And so are you still collecting? Is there still things you're adding? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> ever since the Disney people got involved with me, it kind of really opened me up again to, you know, collecting and, you know, like almost <laughs> seriously collecting. Um, my house is full of, I mean, I have over 10,000 items in my home that are, and they're strictly Mickey Mouse. So I don't collect any, I really don't collect anything else. And, uh, and so I have quite a quite a large collection um and, and the video there i mean i sent the one video that was in 2015 so this, this is five years ago i'm gonna say it's almost doubled since that five years ago wow. oh wow and uh and uh to the point where um uh recently a museum a city in you know, uh grinsby ontario have approached me and asked me for between the mid-january until april they would like me to put my collection on display in their museum wow and, and oh, so cool. i'm yeah and so i'm uh, you know that keeps that's going to keep me busy and uh, for the the next little while um and so I'll, that'll slow me down, <laughs> so I don't, so I don't have to, yeah, go out there and. Uh, but I don't have any more room. Like I really don't. I have twenty, thirty bins of things that you know. I, I switch things out, or people ask questions about stuff. I, you know, I bring it out, take pictures, and you know, videotape. Um, I love sharing it. It makes me feel good to see what other people think or feel around it, and it's always been usually pretty spectacular. I've brought some people who've made arrangements to come and see it in my home. I had one girl come in and sit down and start crying. I mean, it just, it was overwhelming. It was beyond what you could fathom. Um, you know, and, and so I, I get people, you know, like that. And if anyone wants to like donate or give me something to put in my Mickey Mouse room, I try to arrange for them to come here so they can actually put it in the room to feel like, you know, they're part of that in some way or, you know, and so, you know, I always try to do that. Um, there are lots of kids that live near me in my survey area and uh, I arrange with their families for them to come and see. It, and, you know, it's usually quite spectacular and, and uh, you know, I really enjoy doing that. Um, I give stuff away a lot of times. So I do, you know, many times I give stuff away there was a family a number of years ago that uh, lost a lot of stuff in a fire and their son lost a, 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 a plush Mickey Mouse and, um, and so they call, you know, like, uh, some friends called me and said, look at this family, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, you know, have them come. So I had the mom and the son come here and I told him he could have anything out of my Mickey Mouse room. And I pretty 
pretty much meant yeah. it. And uh, he walked around the room and he was so scared. He wouldn't touch anything. And I just started pulling stuff off the, you know, like just, you know, grabbing stuff. And I saw a smile on his face and there was this, uh, you know, obviously this, this one stuff making mouse that he, that, you know, that he wanted and or that he liked. And I gave it to him and told him that he needed to cherish that. And, you know, like he did before <laughs> and that kind of stuff. And so mm-hmm. for me, that's what it's about. That's kind of, I, uh, you know, it's about that happy feeling, you know, when people say, um, I saw this Mickey and I thought of you like that, that uh, I'm not sure how, how, um, you know, that I can explain to people how that makes me feel inside that when you see something happy or something joyous like that, like the Mickey Mouse character is, and that you think of me makes, you know, that's that connection is, is, uh, I feel is quite spectacular to the point where I get, uh, I probably get a hundred texts or requests uh, a week you know, saying, do you have this? Do you want this? Do you want me to get this? You know, I'm at Disney. Can, you know, do you want this? Like, and so, and I never tell anyone else stop asking. Um, you know, I always tell people, and even if someone gives me something I already have, that's okay. I'll use it to trade or give a giveaway or whatever. You know, I'll just, it, it's, it's about, it's about the connection. It's about how it made us feel. Right. Awesome. Well, uh, I think that's, that's all we have. Uh, Thanks a lot for for talking to us, Paul. This was this such a such an amazing story and so very cool to to hear about all the things that you have. This has been good. I really, uh, you know, it's, like I said, it's great to talk to like minded people, and mm-hmm. and uh, I've always I've never met you know a Disney person that wasn't you know fun or you know <laughs> enjoy you know I've, I've yet to yet to come across that yet. So um, I'm I like to surround myself with these kind of people. Definitely, and and um. I'm sure uh, we we like to we're gonna try to kind of pinpoint a lot of the stuff that we're doing with the podcast now. So um, we'll probably contact you again to talk talk further about more stuff. So yeah, sure, absolutely, anytime. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us on iTunes and subscribe. Email us at milesfrommainstreetpodcast at gmail dot com with any thoughts and visit us on Facebook under Miles from Main Street. We'll be bringing more to you weekly and look forward to talking to you then. Until next week, remember, some live close, but most of us don't. So let's talk about it.